before we start with our service, they called and said that they're on their way to the hospital with Ann Lamberson. She's having chest pains this morning. And uh, we'll, uh, I'll offer a prayer for her and for the others that are sick this day. Does that help any? Turn it up a little more, they said. Can you hear me now? Okay. If you'd bow with me, I'll offer a prayer for our sister. Our Heavenly Father, we come to thee this morning in the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ, to petition you for a blessing upon our sister this morning. We know that uh, she has these chest pains almost every day, but this must be for something worse this day, and so uh, we'd ask for your blessing upon her. Pray she'd be with Debbie and the rest of their family as they take care of her and get her to, to the hospital. And we ask that you would uh, be with the others that, uh, in our congregation that are ill this day and ask that they might receive a blessing in their lives too. So we'd uh, leave these people in your care and your keeping and ask that your Holy Spirit would dwell with them and heal them if it be thy will. And these things that ask in Christ's holy name, amen. Okay, our theme for today is we show our love by imparting our substance. So uh, I don't know whether that's what Steve's going to talk about today or not, but anyway, that's what our monthly deal is. So, and we're going to have class tonight. It says, uh, says we're not on the sheet, but we are going to. And uh, does anybody else have anything else we need to announce? If not, uh, let's open our hymnals to uh, 371, God is my strong salvation, 371. Stand, please. Heavenly Father, we come before you once again to 
ask that you would be near unto each one of us this morning as our brother brings a preached word and pray that uh, we might receive the message in a way that would help each one of us in our daily lives and we just uh, always pray father for your guidance and direction in our lives each day and we pray that that holy spirit that to guides and directs each one of us would uh, bear with us this morning and here and these things to ask in christ's holy name amen opening scripture this morning is going to come out of the book of Romans and this is in chapter 3 verse 23 for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God let's remain seated and open our hymnals to 175 175 
How true is that song in your life? It's hard to follow Jesus this day and age with all the conflicts that's going on around in the world and the persecution that takes place. But if we do, just like that song says, we keep following him. He's going to keep blessing us and protecting us and watching over us. Before I get started, I've been kind of keeping contact with Roger as much as I can. And this morning, I had uh, made contact with him. If I can figure out how to get here. To see how he was doing. And he sent this back to me. He said, the nights are so long, but the sun blazing through the window. Home stretched soon. My thoughts have been with you. Truly, the tie that binds. Love each of you. Best guess, seven or ten days, given it all I have. Did not want all this attention. <laughs> but uh, when he talked about that, uh, the tie that binds right there, and my first thought was I was going to ask that we would sing, Blessed be the tie that binds, and lo and behold, that's the closing song for today. And I'm very thankful that it's in there. He's having a, a long, hard struggle with this COVID-19. But we know that the Lord will bring him through if we just keep praying for him and all the others. And Patricia's made headway. She got out amongst the, some of the people yesterday. But she's starting to get stronger every day, and she's getting close to being 50 to 75% of probably what she should have been. But it's, it's tough to overcome it. And, and a lot of people don't overcome it. So we, we need to be very thankful that the Lord has watched over and protected us. And Ada has a wonderful testimony that she could share about that protection. On my opening scripture that I had there, this has been a scripture that has been on my mind for last month or so. So I thought that's probably what I need to try to speak on today. And I'm going to read it one more time. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now, if you was to stand up and read that scripture in a Protestant church or to most people in the world, when you mention the glory of God, what do you think that they're going to think you're talking about? Most of them are going to be thinking you're talking about the majestic beauty that surrounds the throne of God. Heavenly hosts of angels, streets of gold, pearly gates. But we have an interpretation given to us in the scriptures that explains what the glory of God is. And I want to read that. And that's going to be out of uh, section 90 of our Doctrine and Covenants. And this is given in modern day revelation here. And that's what's, that's what's so interesting and if God spoke in the beginning of time and set everything in order, and he said, I'm God and I change not, he speaks today too, doesn't he? And that's what this modern day revelation that he's given to us is he speaks to us as a church. Well, in section 90, he's going to give us the interpretation of what the glory of God is. And that's what's so nice to be able to have is scriptural interpretation not man's interpretation. The glory of God 
is intelligence. Or in other words, light and truth. And light and truth forsaketh the evil one. Every spirit of man was innocent in the beginning. And God having redeemed man from the fall, men became again in their infant state innocent before God. And that wicked one cometh and taketh away light and truth through disobedience from the children of men and because of the tradition of their fathers. But I have commanded you to bring up your children in light and truth. And that's exactly what the Lord had told Adam in the beginning when he had given him the laws and the gospel. And he said, teach these things freely unto your children. Now, I had to look up uh, a little bit in the dictionary just to see what they had for glory because I wanted to see how their interpretation come out. And it said, great honor or fame, adoration, prosperity, heavenly bliss, And exalt. Well, being the person I am, I had to even look up what bliss meant. And bliss was a happiness or spiritual joy. Now, we can only attain this happiness and this spiritual joy by the intelligence that God has given us. Now, I've shared many times up here before speaking, before I came to know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and to know the truth. I did a lot of things in my life that I had a lot of fun and I thought I was a happy person. And I probably was for the most part. But I never experienced spiritual joy until I come to know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and to know the truth of this gospel. There's scriptures that are just plainly manifest that this church is right. And yet, my eyes were blinded, my ears were closed, and all I could picture or hear is what a preacher had said or what we read in certain classes at Sunday school. And they just jumped all around and over everything in here except what I really needed to hear. And I'm very thankful that I had the opportunity in my life to come and know the truth of this gospel. And what is the gospel? The good news, and the good news is what? Resurrection and eternal life. That even though we die, we're going to be resurrected. And this life is not all there is. If this life was all there was to us, we'd be the most miserable, wouldn't we? Scared to death of everything that at an instant it would be over with. Well, why did God create us? He created us because he wants to share with us his kingdom. And he wants us to know. And that's why right here in the Genesis. Let me go back to Genesis right quick here in uh, verse, chapter 7. And I'm going to read verses uh, 39 and 40. The Lord said unto any, Behold, these thy brethren, they are the workmanship of mine own hands. And I gave unto them intelligence... In the day that I created them, and in the Garden of Eden gave I unto man his agency 
And unto thy brethren have I said, and also gave commandment, that they should love one another, and that they should choose me their father. Now, man is an intelligent being. It doesn't necessarily mean he's smart, because I've wanted to lost a lot of people over there. I didn't have enough sense to get out of the rain. And sometimes I know a lot of people probably think the same thing about me. But the intelligence that God give us is to act and to think for ourselves and not to be acted upon. We have the Holy Scriptures given to us. And anytime anybody is up here teaching classes or if they're preaching, don't just take their word that that's the truth. You go home and you study these things out. Read them. Treasure them up in your heart. Because that's what you got to have to go out in this world in this day. Evil is compressed around us like we have never seen in our lifetime. And it's going to overtake all those that don't have that covenant with God and remain faithful to Him. And there's going to be a lot of people that believe on Him that are liable to fall. And I hope and pray that we're none of those, that we can remain faithful. And it amazes me just how quickly that Satan was able to turn man away from God. In Genesis chapter 4, Find the right scripture here. In verses 12 and 13, it says, And Adam and Eve blessed the name of God, and they made all things known unto their sons and their daughters. Now, isn't that just a little bit with what I read a while ago about teaching your children to understand and to know the truth? And Satan came among them. Has Satan come amongst any of your children? And pull them away from the gospel. And saying, I am also a son of God. And command, he commanded them, saying, believe it not. And they believed it not, and they loved Satan more than God. And man began from that time forth to be carnal, sensual, and devilish, because they chose not to follow God. A lot of people in this world have totally went the ways of the world. But we're told to be in this world, but not of the world. We've got to learn to be living our lives now spiritually as best we can, relying upon our Heavenly Father for everything. He tells us every day in our lives that we know not what we pray for unless we pray first. When you get up in the morning, ask God to put it in your heart and your soul what you need to pray for, what you need to do in your lifetime, and every day He will guide and direct your path in the way that He knows best for you. And it may not always be the direction that you want to go. It's hard to go out into this world and to try to share this gospel. You're going to be uh, ridiculed, you're going to be persecuted. You're going to look, be looked down upon. And look even what they did to Jesus Christ. They killed him. But if you happen to die because of the sharing this gospel, 
the Lord says that he who loses, loses his life in this world for my sake shall gain his life in the world to come. We have those promises, but we can't let over fear, fear overtake us. And that's one of the things that we got to overwork in our lives. Don't be fearful. Because if he goes before us, if he stands with us, he's going to grant us the words to say. But in order to do that, we got to know what these scriptures say. And we got to try to fashion our lives every day to live in a pattern that like Jesus Christ did. Now, we work hard every day in our lifetimes, try to obtain things to make life easier for us when we get older. We think that we're going to get to a point that we can just sit back and relax and everything's going to be gravy. And what happens? We start getting so old or into the age, and then we get crippled up, beat down, and we can't enjoy what we save for. So are we saving it for the right reasons? Our lives have to be focused upon Jesus Christ at all times. We're not to be looking to the left or to the right, but looking to Jesus Christ for those answers. And it's just like the interpretation of the glory of God. If the intelligence that he bestows upon us, every time we study and every time we search these scriptures, he enlightens our mind a little bit more. And he tells us in uh, Second Nephi, I think it was. I don't remember just right off. I can find it. But it's the same thing that's given to us in Doctrine and Covenants. And I didn't write down just right where that scripture is at. But it says he will give to us line upon line, precept upon precept, here little and there little. We're not going to gain it all at once. We couldn't handle it. But every day that we study and we fast and we pray and ask God for God's direction, he gives us a little bit. And we take that little bit and we add it with another little bit. And it's like we've been learning on Sunday nights, pretty soon we have a precept. And then we got to mill on that precept to get another precept. And then we get the full interpretation and understanding what's in these scriptures. That's how God teaches us and enlightens us. And we've got to train ourselves to listen for the Holy Spirit as he speaks to us. And that's hard to do in a world where there's so much confusion and stuff that's going on. The hatred that you see out into the world and the angerness. People are really angry out here on the roads now. If you don't believe me, get up and drive to Tulsa. I mean, they are just flat angry, and they're just mad at the world. And it's probably good for Elbert that he's not driving around here now. He, he, he always one had the trouble with that, getting angry back. And I've been cut off and just about got hit yesterday pulling out off our own road there. People just sliding in there so fast and going on, and it's just on like nothing, like they're the only ones in the world. But slow down. Enjoy this life. He's given us this lifetime to enjoy. And we can't enjoy it when we have the gospel. 
And he talks about loving your brothers and your sisters. That's our church family. We have to love one another and support one another and to help one another come through times in our life when we have trials and tribulations. I think about the tribulation that Roger's going through now. And Patricia's just about out of. We have another text this morning of a lady in St. John's Hospital that they sent. Her name is, uh, you remember it, Joyce? I can't remember the lady's name, but she got COVID. She's in St. John's Hospital, and she's been coughing so hard that it's affected four discs in her neck. But if we don't come together to pray for these people, who's going to do it? Who prays for you when you're sick? And doesn't it make you feel better to know that there's somebody always praying for you? And you know that Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, is. He wants to wrap us up in his arms and to hold us tight and protect us from everything that's going on in this world. But to do that, we have to follow the commandments that he's given us. I stumble every day in my life at some point. And I say and I do things that I know I shouldn't. But I'm very thankful that because of the covenant that I have, and that I'm granted repentance when I come to him with a broken heart and a contrite spirit. If I ask for that forgiveness, that he puts me back on that straight and narrow path. I'm so thankful because without him, I'd be lost. There's no telling what I would be. But I know I need to set a better example. I've got to find ways in my life to share the truth of this gospel to anyone that I come in contact with. And when you have an opportunity to actually share your experiences and your testimonies and the testimonies of other people, it uplifts you. Because you can feel that Holy Spirit abiding with you. And he brings us through those trials and those tribulations. And sometimes it's not the way we want to come through them. Sometimes we don't think our prayers are ever being answered. Is it because we don't believe on God the way we're supposed to? He didn't say how quickly our prayers would be answered, did he? Because we have to go through a time in our life that our faith is tried. If he gave us everything immediately, what we asked for, we would be most miserable. And I relate that a lot to these uh, going to school. We didn't have much. But whenever you worked for something, you got it, you took care of it. You cherished it. Because you earned it with your own hands. And I've seen these people that had brand new cars given to them when they were 16 or when they graduated, and they could tear them up in a month and expect another new car. They, they didn't appreciate it. 
They just figured the parents ought to furnish them another one. But we're told that we have to earn our keep by the sweat of our brow. You work for what you get. And nothing in this life comes easy. And it's the same way. We work for what we get out of these scriptures. You have to put the time in to study, to fast, to pray. And you gain that knowledge. And if you don't, there's another scripture that says what you have will be taken from you. You have to stay in the words. God is so kind and so loving and so merciful unto us. There's no way that we could ever repay him for what he has given us. But he's not asking us to repay it. He's asking us to follow him, to love him, and to love one another. And sometimes I come across people that I can't even hardly stand to look at. They make me so mad. It's just terrible how we get sometimes in our lifetime. And then, lo and behold, I get up there and I'll say something sometimes with Paul and Samantha, and then here he is back there as a teacher. Is that what Jesus would say? Is that what Jesus would do? No, it's not. We don't know how blessed we are to have the truth of this gospel. Now, we're few in numbers, but we need to be mighty in spirituality. We had the biggest group in Oklahoma at one time, and almost in the whole remnant church. So many people are shut in. Others are fearful or coming out and getting around other people, afraid they're going to get sick. And I can understand that. But if we don't get together when we can, we're going to die spiritually. We have to be together and to fellowship with one another and to share our experiences. Wednesday night prayer services, we need every one of you here. It's a time to come together to pray for one another and to seek guidance and direction from our Heavenly Father. I've shared many times how I could sit here on a Wednesday night and the Lord put stuff in my mind for us to do or a sermon. Just that little hour that we're here, the peace and the reassurance that you can feel helps bring you through the week. It's tragic out there in the world. And that evil is coming. And it's getting worse every day. But are we going to fear it more than we fear God? I hope not. The Lord told us not to fear who can kill the body, but fear him who could kill both the body and the spirit. And that's our Heavenly Father. We've got to walk as close to him as we can walk in this day and time. There's many people yet that have not heard this gospel. Are we going to be able to share it with them without fear of being ridiculed? Our Sunday classes that we've been having back here, 
try to get in there with them because we're trying to go over there now just like we went here the last few Sundays even of what we believe as a church because too many people that are part of the church don't have a clue of what we believe and why and can you share a testimony of why you believe it we all should be able to Does your heart break for what you see going on around you? Do you have family members that you know you can't even talk to when it comes to religion? I do. And I'm sure each of you do. And it's sad. Because nobody wants to hear the truth. And we're given a scripture that said the truth will set us free we have that light and truth Christ had lighted our path are we going to follow it or are we going to walk in that path of darkness my desire is to follow in the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ my desire is to bring souls to our heavenly father my desire is for this sanctuary to be full of people hungering and thirsting for the truth. And I hope your desires are the same. And to do that, we've got to remain faithful. Trust in our Heavenly Father. Jesus Christ will walk with us, He'll talk with us, and He'll help us every day in our lives and bring us through any kind of trial or tribulation that comes upon us. And I pray today that each of us, today, will walk that lighted path that leads to the celestial kingdom of God. Thank you, Brother Steve. Alex, would you offer the closing prayer, please? Uh, Open our hymnals to 503. Stand and sing this and we'll be dismissed. 503. <laughs>